Welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. We are your hosts, Christy and Hannah. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. Before we get into the podcast, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded land on which we live, work and record, the Wanjaraburra people. We wish to honour their elders past, present and emerging and recognise their continued connection to the land, sea and community. everybody it's hannah back again today for this week's episode of the always for the new age podcast today i am talking about astro herbalism for the autumn season uh previously we have slotted in astro herbalism content in with different episodes however we're going to try to do it seasonally so i'm going to be talking about the next three signs that we're moving through as we progress through autumn and those signs are pisces aries and taurus so we've got a water sign a fire sign and an earth sign coming up And just in case you're new and you haven't listened to any of our astro herbalism content before, we basically go through the astrological signs and we talk about their qualities of each sign and some of the herbal actions that are fitting for that sign that might benefit that sign if they're in perhaps an underfunctioning state or a not self state. And also talking about the herbs that would be appropriate. Uh, for each sign, as well as perhaps some activities and other healing modalities that might be really beneficial. So without further ado, let's jump right in. So we are currently in the sign of Pisces. Pisces is a water sign, it's mutable, and it really has that flexible, watery, emotional quality to it. Uh, I love Piscean people, I have a few in my life, and they're really fun, very caring, very open, and very creative people. And I love the innate sense of curiosity that I tend to see in Pisceans, at least the ones that I know and have had experience with. Pisceans also are very intuitive in nature, and they have one foot in this world and one foot in another world, if that makes sense. So they're very connected to the divine, connected to perhaps other realms, other other places, other spiritual planes. And so this can be both a blessing and a challenge for Pisceans. I would say perhaps there's sometimes a feeling of like not being quite all here and maybe not belonging here entirely. And I think doing kind of some past life work with Pisceans would be really interesting. The Piscean tissue state tends towards cold and damp. And traditionally they were actually ruled by Jupiter. But since the discovery of some of our outer planets, they are now considered to be ruled by Neptune which is a really good fit for Pisceans. Neptune is a it's it's water. It is water. Um, and so we often would refer to something as being very Neptunian in astrology. So having that very deep, very um, penetrating, very watery quality. And I also think Jupiter being the planet of expansion does offer a very deep and expansive quality to a Piscean person and their experience here on Earth. Pisceans tend towards lymphatic glandular conditions, perhaps um, endocrine issues, but also really anything to do with the feet, toes, and body fluids in general. So this includes the blood, the lymph, synovial fluid, those kinds of things. One of the biggest lessons for a Piscean is to learn how to create firm boundaries 
And I actually found a really beautiful quote from the Warts and Cunning blog. And she says, the great gift of Pisces folks, their ability to dissolve separateness is also the source of their downfall. And so Pisceans have this incredible ability to connect and to feel empathy for others. And, and sometimes that dissolving of the separateness, so the boundaries that you have with other people and connections with others um, in relationships with others can lead to kind of unhealthy balances within those dynamics. But also I would say that dissolving of boundaries with themselves and not having boundaries for themselves uh, and that balance with the things they enjoy and with the experiences they have. And I know that uh, with Pisces folks, um, there can be a tendency towards addiction in some cases and that living to excess just because also having that one foot in, one foot out kind of experience, it tends to lead itself to some forms of escapism. Not in everybody. Obviously, everybody is different. But there is a common theme of those experiences that you can see within Pisces folks. Because Pisces is a water sign, bathing and water rituals and water blessings and things like that can be absolutely beautiful as activities for healing. However, I also would say that uh, Gua Sha would be incredible because of the lymphatic involvement. So Gua Sha would be a fantastic, fantastic remedy for a Pisces person and also you know, using oils that are perhaps featuring some of the herbs we're about to talk about. Some of the herbal actions I think would be really appropriate for Pisces energy is stringents, diuretics, lymphatics, nervines, tonics, although I think that goes for every sign, ulcerative's perhaps, depuratives, bitters, and that's just to work on the digestive fire being a watery sign and being more of a cold sign. I think that supporting digestion would be fantastic and all around the goal, if you haven't picked that up from the herbal actions I just mentioned, is to basically help with elimination, detoxification and supporting the body's natural elimination processes. Some of the herbs that people talk about for Pisces tend to be cooling herbs and so that goes with a lot of the herbs mentioned with all of the astroherbalism content. I think a lot of the signs, you, there's an art to formulation, right? It's a science and it's an art. So learning how to formulate really well with these herbs so that they suit the constitution, not only of the sign, but of that individual person, because ultimately that is the key. Everybody's chart is different and everybody's chart has so many different components uh, that something, you know, one Pisces person might have zero degrees Pisces <laughs> for their son and somebody else might have 23 degrees Pisces. So it's just important to look at each individual person, their constitution in that moment, what they're trending towards, because also if someone's in a state of illness, they may not be presenting with the same conditions in the body that they usually would. So it's really important to individualize treatment for each person. So I just wanted to be clear about that before we get into the herbs. Also, not all herbs are safe for all people, depending on allergies, medications, and other factors. So this is why working with a qualified herbalist or naturopath is, or somebody who has an abundance of folk tradition is really wonderful because it's not always safe and appropriate for everybody. But in saying all of that, <laughs> some of the herbs that I think would be fantastic for Pisces people um, or working with Piscean or watery energy or a cold and um, damp or moist condition would be burdock and cleavers, California poppy, milky oats, passionflower, witch hazel, and dandelion, just as some examples. 
Now, some of those are ones that are really commonly acknowledged and some are probably ones that I've put in, just looking at the actions that we want to work on with that sign. And I think, yeah, really focusing on that nervous system support and the astringency, so tightening up cells and tissues and really toning everything in the body and then the cleavers and the burdock to really help with the elimination processes and the dandelion for that too, supporting the liver, supporting lymphatic movement and lymphatic flow, all of these things I think would be really helpful for a Pisces person or a Pisces energy. Now let's move on to Aries. Aries is something that I have a lot of personal experience with. I am married to an Aries if you didn't know. So I'm a Capricorn, my husband is an Aries, and that creates many interesting obstacles for us, but also it helps us to be really well balanced with each other because we help to provide the qualities that each other are missing. And so if you didn't know, I always wondered why we seem to come together so often and we work quite well overall, but we <laughs> aren't, you know, if you look at any of the astrology books, we're not supposed to be compatible. And I spoke to my mentor, Jerry Taylor Wood, and she explained to me that we look for our weakest element. And so fire is for sure my weakest element and earth is probably his weakest element. And so no, it is. So we have looked for that in the person that we've married to help to balance us and regulate us and give us those qualities and those learning moments that we wouldn't have got otherwise. So again, Aries is a fire sign. It's cardinal. It is related to the planet Mars, so very Martian energy, <laughs> and it's associated with the head, the face, mouth, eyes, nose, really just everything like kind of chin and above, and it tends towards excess. And the way that I like to explain this and the way that I've seen it reflected in both um, feminine and masculine Aries people is that they are all or nothing. If you've ever known Aries, they are all in or they are all out. They eat the whole bag of chips or they eat no chips. Like there is no in between. And they're quite rash. They act on instinct, whereas the Pisces will act on emotion. Aries are very driven by their needs, desires, wants. Um, they're just their instinct, what they, they feel they should do in that moment. And it's very like quick to happen and very hot. They burn out. They flame hot and then they burn out. So they like to start things, but I wouldn't say that they're necessarily the kings and queens of finishing things. <laughs> they also tend to have a shorter attention span and tend to more towards hyperactivity, which is definitely the case for my husband. But yes, uh, headaches, migraines, irritation, muscle spasms, hot, hotness. They are a heat excitation tissue state. So that, that heat is something that they deal with often. Hot conditions, dry conditions, excited tissue states, uh, just excess, right? And so cooling activities are particularly helpful for them. And so water is also a great remedy, I think, for an Aries person. Going to the beach would be fantastic. But any sort of natural body of water, lakes, rivers, creeks, I think would be amazing. And I know is amazing for an Aries person. But also on the the other side of that, they do need activity to get out their excess energy. So sports is quite central for a lot of Aries individuals, um, but really any sort of physical activity that helps to express that excess heat and that excess energy and just get it out of the body and get it out of the mind. Um, so 
yeah, organize sports, but also workouts and things like that. An Aries person does not express something that they're keeping inside, so emotions, energy. It does stagnate and it doesn't come out very well for them in the end. So it really is important and crucial for them that they express things when they need to express them and to the fullest extent that they can express them. Some of the herbal actions that I think would be really fantastic for an Aries person is anti-inflammatory, diaphoretics, astringents, nervines, sedatives. The I wanted to make a clarification about sedatives. Hypnotics and sedatives are two different things. Sedatives are not something that will make you go to sleep. That is a hypnotic. So sedatives are just more calming, uh, maybe just help to relax the, the body. And so, yeah, sedatives would be great. Tonics, again, adaptogens, adrenal tonics, or adrenal restoratives, because again, they go, 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 and then they crash. So we want to help support the body and help to regulate it a little bit more in its um, expression of energy long term. So obviously, if they've got something on their mind or they've had an experience and they need to express that energy, do that. But in terms of like managing how the how energy is used long term, I just think, and its effect on the body, I think it's good to support the adrenals. I think that that's really important. So some of the herbs that we would look at for Aries would be yarrow, because also yarrow is fantastic in a lot of ways, but it releases trapped heat, uh, nettles, hops, oats, lavender, uh, catnip, withania or ashwagandha, and gotchacola to also help with that microcirculation. Um, ginger is more of a constitutional remedy in my eyes for a, an Aries person. So if they're out of sync, if they're not quite thriving, if they've perhaps got a quite cool cold or like a damp cold or something like that, maybe ginger would be really fantastic. But also Romania for that adrenal support as we just talked about. Last but not least, we have Taurus. So I also have a couple Taurians in my life and they like the finer things. Taurus is ruled by Venus. They like they like aesthetic, they value aesthetic, they like quality, they like slowness and they like to indulge and really enjoy their sensory experiences, right? So um, I think Taurians are awesome, but they are a bull, right? Like they are stubborn. So they tend towards cold depressive tissue states and also sluggishness. So Taurus's rule, it rules the throat, neck, vocal cords, thyroid, and again, looking at glandular conditions and things like that. So I would also, with Taurus, be a little bit concerned about slow digestion. So digestion is definitely something that I would focus on and like boosting up that digestive fire because they are a cold state generally. Um, they are prone to gaining weight and finding it hard to lose. And so, and also just like in general underactivity of body systems. They also, from the stubbornness, <laughs> are prone to more chronic conditions. So that's just something to keep in mind as well. There's a lot around about Taurians having trouble connecting emotionally. And I would say that that's probably true, finding how to appropriately connect in their emotions uh, and connecting with others. So a lot of the Taurians I know are quite um, happy to be by themselves and happy to enjoy their time alone, but they do crave that partnership and that connection with another person. And also, I mean, with friendships as well, right? So we want to be looking at warming and stimulating remedies and activities. 
And also think about the throat chakra, right? We want to be speaking truth. So with Taurians, it's really important that they express themselves not physically like an Aries person, but by speaking their truth. With someone who's ruled or having an imbalance with the throat chakra, you might get a tightness in the throat, a lump in your throat, a throat infection, a sore throat, a dry throat, an itchy throat, really anything, again, thyroid condition, anything to do with the throat you will experience if you're not communicating with other people how you're feeling and asking for what you need, right? Communicating your needs and also your wants and desires because they're equally as important. So some of the actions that I would kind of assign to a Taurus is liver truffle restoratives, hepatoprotectives, hepatotonics, so basically just supporting the liver and helping the liver along, um, but also circulatory stimulants, helping to get that blood flowing really effectively to all areas of the body. Thyroid stimulants. This is a tricky one. Never use thyroid herbs unless you've had your thyroid tested. And also, um, I would encourage you to use um, a practitioner of some kind, like see a practitioner of some kind, just because thyroid is more like a, it's a swinging scale, right? It's like being on a seesaw. Whereas most things are like, you're well or you're not well. And here's like where we want to get to. The thyroid can swing from one end to the other from hypo to hyperthyroid and in the middle. So it's just really important that you know what you're doing when you use thyroid herbs. It's kind of like using vitamin D or fat-soluble vitamins. It's really important that you get tested and you know what you're doing before you supplement with those willy-nilly because the only way to get rid of them is fat and it can cause a lot of problems um, if it's all released into your body at once. So it's just really important to know these things and I just like to give disclaimers because I am a herbalist and I am a naturopath and I care about the safe use of herbs and look generally herbs are very safe depending on the person but I really do think that in the modern world there's so much that we're taking and using and being exposed to every day that you know it's important to know what's right for you right but anyway moving on <laughs> also antioxidants and immune modulators for that kind of more chronic condition. And also I would say warming aromatics for that digestion as well. So some of the herbs we might be looking at are rosemary, withania, again, <laughs> burdock, again, ginkgo. A lot of people talked about plantain for Taurus. And shisandra and shatavari are two that I've kind of considered, particularly shisandra. It's a warming and sour uh state like energetic state so i think it would be really fantastic for a taurian um, but it's a chinese herb so it doesn't get mentioned a whole bunch and rhodiola ginger thyme for that throat condition um, presentation and then also constitutionally rose being ruled by venus venus aphrodite uh rose for taurus makes a great lot of sense for that more heart opening and emotional connection state so if you're wanting to work on that, rose would be really fantastic. Uh, and yeah, use rose. <laughs> That's all I've really got to say on that. Um, I think in terms of activities, more kind of movement, like I think really gentle but stimulating movement would be really good. So some kind of yoga class that's maybe not too intense but also not too gentle, I think like a yin yoga for a Piscean would be fantastic. But I think Taurians probably need something just that little bit more. Perhaps some, pi um, sorry, some Pilates would be really wonderful. Um, 
Also rebounding on trampolines would be pretty cool. Anything that really gets you some light jogging, things that just get you moving, get your blood pumping, get your body circulating, but aren't too, too intense. To all of my Pisces, Aries and Taurus friends um, out there that hope you have fantastic birthdays and enjoy your birthday season. It's important how you spend your birthday. And so I hope you have the best time ever. And I hope that this helps you a little bit and you can start to work with your kind of astrological constitution a little bit. And yeah, we will talk to you again very, very soon. And don't forget, we have our autumn equinox twilight gathering happening at Bohemian Farmhouse up here on Tambourine Mountain on the 18th of March. So it's coming up very, very soon. We're going to be doing a group ritual, a little bit of a meditation. There's going to be some really cool stuff happening. So check on our socials and we will share when there's more information on that and keep your calendars open. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us and for listening in. We know your time is sacred and special and we appreciate you spending yours with us. Please feel free to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at oldwaysforthenewage underscore podcasts to see more of what we talk about here. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, bye for now.